I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Donald Trump's business affairs and his financial engineering were complicated enough but his presidential campaign has made them even more so, says Gary Silverman. Whether the Republican candidate wins or loses, what will the effect be on the Trump brand? Last month, Donald Trump's tongue slipped, addressing a rally in Florida's conservative panhandle region. The Republican presidential candidate implored his supporters to make sure you get out and vote November 28. Election day in the U.S. is November 8. So Mr. Trump's gaffe triggered the inevitable chattering class chortling. But Freudians of the political firmament sensed the stirring of his subconscious. Win, lose, or draw at the polls, Mr. Trump, the business executive, has reason to worry about what happens on November 28. On that day, Mr. Trump, possibly as president-elect, is scheduled to face trial in a federal court in San Diego, California, in a civil suit accusing him of fraud in the operation of his Trump University. Students who paid up to $34,995 per course for a so-called complete real estate education for Mr. Trump's hand-picked experts claimed they were instead pushed into paying for as many seminars as possible by instructors who often had no background in property and had never met Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump has denied wrongdoing, claiming his students have been happy with the school. The suit has figured prominently in the presidential race, ever since Mr. Trump made an issue of the ancestry of the judge in the case, Gonzalo Curiel, who was born in the U.S. to Mexican parents. Mr. Trump, who has pledged to build a wall on the Mexican border to keep out illegal immigrants, said Mr. Curiel's heritage and membership in a Latino lawyers group translated into an inherent conflict of interest. But the San Diego showdown also underscores the unique character of Mr. Trump's candidacy. At the same time as Mr. Trump is trying to persuade Americans that his career as a property developer, casino operator, show business personality, and celebrity endorser qualifies him to run the country, he is fighting on multiple fronts to defend his business practices and to prepare his family enterprise for a post-election reality. It is unusual, if not unprecedented, for a major party presidential candidate to be carrying so much business-related baggage into the final days of a campaign but it is standard operating procedure for the 70-year-old Mr. Trump. For decades, he has been an up-and-down, trouble-prone executive, distinguished by an undeniable capacity for reinvention. If there is any precursor for him in U.S. history, it is not Henry Ford or Warren Buffett. It is Harry Houdini. Mr. Trump is an escape artist. Should he beat his Democratic rival Hillary Clinton and make it to the White House, Mr. Trump will have to work his old magic in a new place. The Supreme Court has ruled that presidents enjoy no immunity from civil litigation in matters that took place before their election. An analysis by USA Today, published last month, found 75 current lawsuits involving Mr. Trump, including an action by New York's Attorney General alleging that Trump University defrauded customers out of $40 million. 
Richard Painter, a former ethics lawyer for President George W. Bush, says, It's a mess. He's going to be subpoenaed and deposed. He's a litigation magnet, and there's no relief because you're president. The Supreme Court has held that. The election campaign has already spurred a recalibration of the Trump brand. Mr. Trump has emerged as a champion of angry white Americans, but his stock has fallen with other people, upset by his recorded boasts about grabbing women's genitals without their consent and racial comments of the kind he made about Mr. Curio. The damage is being done to Trump businesses that cater to a more general audience. Residents of Trump-branded apartments in New York are circulating a petition seeking to strip his name from their homes. A boycott is being organized against retailers of his daughter Ivanka's clothing line, including Amazon. Grab your wallet is one of the Twitter hashtags. His hotels are losing customers, such as Adrian Gonzalez, a U.S. baseball star born in California to Mexican parents who refused to stay at a Trump hotel when his Los Angeles Dodgers played in Chicago in May. In an apparent recognition of the new climate, the Trump Organization said in September that it would open a new hotel line under the name Scion rather than the formerly all-purpose Trump brand. Mr. Trump's emerging opportunity is in the media world, where bad blood can be a selling point. As his campaign headed into the home stretch, Jared Kushner, Mr. Trump's son-in-law and advisor, approached a leading U.S. media banker to sound him out about setting up a Trump television network. Mr. Trump, who has said he would put his assets into a trust overseen by his oldest children of elected, has denied interest in starting a media company. But the size and loyalty of his audience positions him for television ventures, direct marketing offerings, more political activity, or some combination of the three. Campaign officials told Bloomberg Businessweek that by November 8, they expect to have email addresses for 12 million to 14 million supporters. By comparison, Apple Music claims 17 million subscribers. The irony for Mr. Trump is that his commercial quandary resembles the one he faced as a young man born to one of New York's richest property developers. From the start, Mr. Trump's career was marked by tension between his theatrical instincts and the prosaic tendencies of the businesses begun by his father, Fred, who left a fortune worth an estimated $250 million to $300 million when he died at the age of 93 in 1999. Fred Trump built drab apartment buildings in the so-called outer boroughs of Brooklyn and Queens, often using Federal Housing Administration financing secured with the help of his allies in the Democratic Party. Young Donald dreamt of being an actor, and at age 23, actually served as a producer of a 1970 Broadway comedy called Paris is Out that failed at the box office. Mr. Trump's solution in the 1970s was to embrace the family business and remake it in his own image, marrying his pizzazz to his father's political pull and financial heft. With a tax break secured with the help of Fred Trump's friends in City Hall, Donald Trump planted his family's flag in Manhattan combining with Chicago's Pritzker clan to transform the rundown Commodore Hotel on 42nd Street into a glittering Grand Hyatt. That set the stage for Mr. Trump's 1980s star turn. He took on more than $3 billion in debt, $832 million backed by his personal guarantees to accumulate showpiece assets, the Trump Tower, the Plaza Hotel, the New Jersey General's American Football Club, an airline bearing his name, and three casinos in the gambling capital of Atlantic City among them. Missing was a sufficient regard for the economic cycle. According to Mr. Trump, his father told him that everything he touched turned to gold. In Atlantic City, his son acted as if he believed him. Even as the economy stumbled in the late 1980s, he built a third casino, the junk bond finance Trump Taj Mahal. 
When industry analyst Marvin Rothman said in 1990 that he doubted there were enough customers for all the Trump pleasure domes, Mr. Trump called up his boss and demanded the man be fired. Mr. Rothman was subsequently dismissed. Mr. Rothman, who sued Mr. Trump and reached an undisclosed settlement, was also correct. The Taj filed for bankruptcy in 1991. Depending on the methodology, it was either the first of four or six Trump corporate bankruptcies. Leading New York banks still avoid Mr. Trump. Current mortgages on such high-profile Trump properties as 40 Wall Street and the commercial space at Trump Tower came from a lesser-known lender called Ladder Capital. Founded in 2008, it has been backed by investors ranging from Towerbrook Capital, a private equity firm founded by former executives at Soros Fund Management, to another company called Meridian Capital, a New York mortgage broker started by former officials of Gelt Funding. Gelt is the Yiddish term for money. Roy Smith, a former Goldman Sachs partner who is a professor at the New York University Stern School of Business, says, Mr. Trump was very involved with big banks during his Atlantic City days, but none of that worked out well for the banks. Mr. Smith says he doesn't know anyone in a top position at a major publicly traded financial firm who is for Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump appears to have crawled out from his corporate wreckage with the help of extraordinary accounting. In general terms, a borrower who fails to pay back debts would be expected to produce losses for his creditors, not himself. Moreover, canceled debt is viewed as income by U.S. tax authorities. Nevertheless, Mr. Trump listed a $916 million loss on his 1995 personal income tax returns, enabling him to shield an equivalent amount of income from taxation over an 18-year period. Documents revealed this week by the New York Times suggest Mr. Trump might have been able to avoid reporting canceled debt by swapping interest in his holdings, known as partnership equity, for debt he was unable to repay. That could create the appearance that his obligations had been satisfied. The New York Times had letters from Mr. Trump's tax attorneys questioned whether any law, regulation, or court ruling permitted the maneuver. A Trump representative says the newspaper's analysis, quote, suggests either a fundamental misunderstanding or an intentional misreading of the law. Less debatable is that Mr. Trump's financial engineering bought him time for a business makeover or two. His first move in the early 1990s was to double down on Atlantic City, shedding other assets to keep control of his casinos. That strategy worked until the emergence of competitors on Native American reservations and in other states undercut Mr. Trump and forced him to cede control of his casinos. By that time, Mr. Trump was playing another role, as a reality television version of himself on NBC's The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice from 2004 to 2015. His celebrity enabled him to license his name for uses ranging from Trump-branded condominiums to success by Trump Cologne. In the process, Mr. Trump became the rare soul who could have his cake and eat it too, while earning $213.6 million playing a successful developer on NBC, he was able to shelter income using losses he incurred as an unsuccessful developer in the previous century. As of June 30, 2011, Mr. Trump reported a net worth of more than $4.2 billion and liquidity in excess of more than $250 million, according to a Securities Exchange Commission filing for a bond backed by Mr. Trump's mortgage on Trump Tower and other properties. Since then, he has said he is worth more than $10 billion, but has declined to release his full tax returns. The question looming in San Diego is whether Mr. Trump's strategy in recent years of slapping his name on so many businesses will cost him in the long run. The suit filed by Trump University students seeks their money back plus damages, 
Their case has been buttressed by testimony from former employees describing pressure sales tactics at the school, which was never licensed and eventually changed its name to the Trump Entrepreneur Initiative under pressure from regulators. Corian Summer, a former events manager for Trump University in New York, claimed, quote, Trump University was only interested in selling every person the most expensive seminars they could possibly buy on credit. Some consumers showed up who were homeless and could not afford the seminars. Yet I heard a Trump University representative telling them, it's okay, max out your credit card. Mr. Trump's defense leans heavily on assertions that he had little to do with the day-to-day operations of the school. His lawyers are also moving to make sure his extracurricular activities as a politician are kept from the jury. Last month, they moved to exclude evidence relating to Mr. Trump's campaign speeches, his comments about this case or the court, tweets, tax issues, personal conduct accusations, beauty pageants, casinos, and corporate bankruptcies. The sparring points to perhaps the only certainty about Mr. Trump's forthcoming trial and his wider business affairs. Both promise to be complicated, controversial, and compelling. The results will make for good television, perhaps even Trump television. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.